Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Inc. Ohio here. We're coming at you again with another podcast episode. Tonight's episode is about some some known and some unknown paranormal locations around the United States. The first up, we have the Hearst Castle. Now, the Hearst Castle was brought to my attention by Miss Diana Perry. If you guys see her on Facebook at ParanormalIncOhio.com or Paranormal Inc. Ohio group page, tell her thank you. She is now a sponsor of Paranormal Inc. Ohio, and we can't thank her enough. And she gave us the idea for this podcast. She gave us the Hearst Castle. Now, the Hearst Castle was known to the Hollywood elite way back way back when. I'm talking um, Charlie Chaplin was there, so on and so forth from that era. Now, William Hearst built the castle, and William Hearst fell in love with someone named Marion Davies. <clears throat> Marion Davies and William Hearst was fastly in love. They would loved each other forever until William's death, and then, tragically, Marion Davies' death. But... The Hearst family will try to make you believe that it's not haunted. Before this, the tour guides would tell people about the love affair between Mary and Davies and William Hearst in their room. And each and every time they would tell this love story, the chandeliers would shake back and forth. A woman did a night tour at the Hearst castle, went home, and said a ghost followed her. She went as far as to make the Hearst family pay for her exorcism. That's how bad it was. And to this day, the Hearst family tells the tour guides to not tell anything about paranormal activity or ghosts. It's simply not true. But to this day, they also hold the thing saying that no one can spend the night at the Hearst Castle. Even though how much money you try to drop, they're not going to let you go. And there has been many wealthy people who try to stay at the Hearst Castle. There's been many paranormal investigators that have been willing to pay a pretty... A lot amount of money to stay in the Hearst Castle, but it is a rule that only the Hearst family members can stay at the Hearst Castle. So, up next on our journey of the paranormal is the White House. That's right, the White House, one of the most famous places in the entire country, is also haunted. The sightings are numerous and have been experienced by everyone from Winston Churchill, who reportedly stumbled into the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. And Ronald Reagan, who says there is a demon cat that stays in the basement. And it says once the demon cat is seen, every time the demon cat is seen, a national disaster happens. Next is the Biltmore Estate in North Carolina. Built in the 1800s by George Washington Vanderbilt II, the Grand Home didn't see its first paranormal activity until after Vanderbilt's passing, when his heirs decided to open the home to the public the voice of Vanderbilt's wife and Vanderbilt is just one spooky encounter that many visitors report. The hidden doors and passageways are also something that adds to the effect, the effect that this place is haunted. I mean, think about it. If you have hidden doorways, hidden passages, what are you trying to hide in this place over the years? I mean, I guarantee something, something had happened in there and caused some paranormal activity in this place. Next is the Pittock Mansion in Portland, Oregon. At the cusp of Portland's industrialization pioneers, Henry and Georgina Pittock built their dream home and some would argue never left. The historic site functions as a museum today, but instances of a moving portrait and wafts of roses, which happen to be Georgina's favorite flowers, have all been reported. <clears throat> Next up is the St. Augustine Lighthouse in St. Augustine, Florida. 
<clears throat> There's no shortage of eerie instances running amok at the St. Augustine Lighthouse, so much so that the ghost hunters even paid a spot to visit. Past lighthouse keepers, as well as two sisters who died on the premises, still apparently roam the structure. Staff members have also allegedly reported finding doors mysteriously unlocked after returning in the morning. They lock the doors when they leave at night and they come back and everything's unlocked and only they have the keys. The two sisters tragically died at the lighthouse and other former lighthouse keepers died who also roam the property. Next up is the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in Weston, West Virginia. I have been to this place twice and it has not let me down. Um, I get great evidence there and I just get the crap scared out of me every single time I go there. But also appearing on Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures, this asylum opened its doors to the mentally ill patients in the mid-1800s. And back then they treated these people not like people. They saw these people as nobodies and just nuisances and they had to get rid of them. And they did horrible, horrible experiments over these over the years to these people and they treated them like crap. They didn't help them, they just just tortured them and officially it shut down in 1994 because of all this but that has not stopped the apparitions of the sound apparitions and sounds presumably from the people who had died there oh excuse me and it continues to go on and i'm telling you it scares the crap out of me each and every time i go there that's why i continue to go the trans allegheny lunatic asylum is a hot spot for the paranormal and now they are doing renovations to the other wing of the asylum. And just doing that alone has probably opened up some more doors to some more paranormal activity. Next up is the Kehoe House in Savannah, Georgia. Georgia in itself is crazy haunted. There's a lot of paranormal activity that happens in Georgia. I myself believe Georgia and Louisiana are the most haunted places in America. But here at the Cahoe House, you're never, you're never strapped for the supernatural in Savannah, which has been deemed one of the country's most haunted cities. Right, it, it, like for example, this place, the Cahoe House, formerly home to the 12-person Cahoe family. I'm probably saying that wrong, so if there is an actual Cahoe on here, I apologize. Cahoe family and the, the Gotti Funeral Home. While unconfirmed, there are also beliefs that two of the Cahoe children died within the mansion, adding more fuel to the paranormal fire. They say that the, 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 the boys are still there and that they are still haunting the home. And they hear bumps, knocks, you know, steps, voices. They hear all that. And it's unnerving feeling once you step inside the house. It just feels like you shouldn't be there and that you're constantly being watched. Next up is Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. You'll need your sea legs and a bit of bravery to board this haunted vessel, which coincidentally ran its last voyage on Halloween in 1967. Now it's firmly docked in Long Beach, California. The Queen Mary is believed to be a host to spirits of deceased crew and passengers from its former 31-year tenure at sea. If you feel up to it, you can you can go there. They let you go there and actually investigate the vessel to potentially encounter the alleged lady in white and even various children that roam the the deck and inside the ship of the Queen Mary. Next up is the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. 
Claiming ownership of the 1930s, Norman Baker posed as a Norman Baker posed as a doctor and rebranded the Cassent Hotel into a faux cancer hospital. Fast forward to present day when several ghosts, including Dr. Baker himself and a patient known as Theodora, have interacted with guests at the rightfully deemed America's most haunted hotel. Staff has also noted an instance of visitors becoming faint during hours at the exact same spot directly above the old morgue every single time. So next up is the La Lurie Mansion in New Orleans, Louisiana. Named for its master, Madame Marie Delphine Laurie, and I probably tortured that and just butchered it up, who even inspired a character on American Horror Story, Coven. This French Quarter fixture gets referred to by locals simply as the Haunted House. The mansion earned its moniker after a fire broke out in 1834, which exposed a part of the home where seven enslaved people had been bound in chains and starved. Moans from these people are still said to resonate within the home, which is now privately owned. While you won't be able to step inside and see for yourself, you can make a pit stop through a New Orleans ghost tour. Now, I can only imagine the things that go on in this place. Uh, Madame Laurie, she was very, very evil and very mean to the people that she enslaved, and she did lots and lots of very bad things to them for her own sadistic pleasure. So I can only imagine that this place is just a hot spot of paranormal activity from bad to, to good. Uh, probably mostly bad because it's just the things that she did was just, it was, I, ugh, it was just, you look it up and just see what she did. Next up is the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast in Fall River, Massachusetts. We all know the story of Lizzie Borden. She killed her parents with an ax. Supposedly, she was never, you know, found guilty in the crime. But this isn't your standard New England bed and breakfast. The haunted home was the site of two violent murders in 1892, Lizzie Borden's father and stepmother. Many placed the blame on Lizzie herself, who was tried and later acquitted for the case. Brave souls, you guys can go, and you can book an overnight stay in the Lizzie Borden house in the same room where Abby Borden passed away or go ghost hunting throughout one of the sites in the house um again violent violent murder took place in this house i can only imagine the craziness that happens inside this home and next up and finally at the end of the list is one of i think the truly demonic possessed houses the amityville horror house in amityville new york you guys have probably seen your share of Amityville movies. There's tons of them on there. And we all know that it's about, you know, Ronnie DeFeo just decided to just mercilessly murder his entire family one night, room by room, one by one. He killed them, and he tried to make it look like he found the bodies, and he eventually was, you know, found guilty of the crime, and he went to prison. Now, after that, they say the Lutz family moved in and all this craziness started happening. George Lutz was slowly going mad and insane. He was becoming mean, very belligerent, and just just nasty to his wife and the kids that were there. He would wake up every morning at 3.15 a.m. on the dot to foul smells and just noises throughout the house. 
Now, when Ronnie DeFeo killed his family, he said that a demon told him to do it. A demon told him to kill them, and a demon possessed his body, and he went room to room and killed them. And the Lutz family only played, only stayed 30 days, not even 30 days, and left and left everything back at the home. Kathy Lutz tried to say that George Lutz tried to kill them, that it was bad. But when every time they would leave, as in the movies you guys have probably seen or the book that they wrote, that when George would leave the house, he'd be fine. He'd be back to his old self. And when he'd go back, it would be right back to the same thing again. Right back. And it all sprung from 1974 when Ronnie DeFeo killed his family. And the Lutz family, like I said, they only stayed 28 days. And they left every single piece of furniture. They left everything. They got up and just left and never came back. And Ronnie DeFeo, even in prison before his death of, I believe it was cancer, security guards and uh, corrections officers would say they would hear weird voices in his cell. Or they would go to tell him, they would walk up there and they would see, you know, everything's shut and they say, you know, DeFeo, chow, get ready. They turn over to look at one thing and come back and he's already out of the cell. The door's open and he's just standing there. And they couldn't understand why. They said they would feel just absolutely darkness around his cell. Ronnie DeFeo even said that the demon was with him inside his cell during his prison stay. And it never left him. But the one thing Ronnie DeFeo has never said was any remorse for killing his family. So I hope you guys enjoyed that um, there was some known and some unknown places that are you know, allegedly haunted. And I wanted to give you guys a little bit of of that tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed. And remember that you can go to ParanormalInkOhio.com and you can check us out there. You can go to Paranormal Inc. Ohio on Facebook. You can even go to Paranormal Inc. Ohio group on Facebook. I'll take you to the group page. You guys can join. We have discussions. We have um, every Monday night at 10 p.m. is the podcast, of course. Every Wednesday is Ghost Stories at 10 p.m. And every Friday night... At 10 p.m., we go live for Fear Fridays, and we have discussions on different things, paranormal, uh, crystals and their healing powers, and just, it's kind of like you guys can interact with us and ask us questions or let us know what's going on, because we want you guys to be a part of it. We love each and every one of you, and we love that you guys check the stuff out. So, again, I hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast episode, um, and I hope you guys just have a great evening, and I will see you next time.